welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast. I am Marta Brummel, and by trade and training, I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children. I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence, and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. Episode 59, Seven Activities to Better Our Brain Health and Mental Health. So hello guys, it's good to be here. It happens to be a day of sunshine in our midst, and I can't tell you how how wonderful that has been for my mental health <laughs> and brain health, I'm sure, uh, and uh, just want to share the love with all of you and wherever you are in the world. So I am wanting to talk more about brain health and mental health because I think they are at the core of so much of the work I do with my clients. And I also just believe it's so much at the core of all of our work as humans. I was just talking to a client today about the fact that being a human is no joke, right? It is hard work. And it requires us to have a repertoire or a a toolkit, a life toolkit, to be able to human as well as we possibly can. And that's really what this work is about, is finding ways and teaching tools and techniques and a mindset, of course, that lends itself to better emotional and mental health. So many years back... My mentor, MJ, told me about Dr. Dan Siegel, and he is quite remarkable in his work, and a little background on Dr. Siegel is that he's a Harvard grad and a clinical professor of psychiatry at UCLA, and he's in the School of Medicine there, and his work is very much in the field of interpersonal neurobiology. And this field of neurobiology that he is, you know, exploring is dedicated to understanding the brain and the ways in which the brain is altered by experience. So he also talks a lot about neuroplasticity, which of course shows the brain uh, continuing to develop neurons and neurological pathways throughout our lives, which means, guess what? There are never-ending growth opportunities in the brain, that the brain isn't fully baked at one time, right? We continue to have the capacity to learn and unlearn. And that, I think, is the best news I have for all of us because the patterns of behavior and thoughts that maybe were once thought to be irreversible can be repatterned to result in more healthy and productive actions and and lives. So he, Siegel is, as I said, he's remarkable. And he also coined 
this term, which I love, called mindsight. And it refers to the ability to understand more of like our internal workings of the mind. And it helps people understand the brain's role in regulating emotions and um, really being able to refrain maybe from identifying with one's thoughts and feelings. He's really the one who I learned the difference between saying, I am sad and I feel sad. So one is identifying with sad as though that's who you are versus the other being, I feel sad, right? I am the human feeling the emotion of sad. And that gives us just enough separation and ability, I think, to gain some control over more of our feelings rather than being ruled by them. And that is just a, you know, a, a tip of the iceberg in terms of the magic that I think he is doing in this field. But I've learned so much from him and MJ in all of this. And I, I feel as though the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. And I think all of us benefit from the more we understand our brains and the more we understand how to go about getting and creating and cultivating good mental and emotional health. I think the better our lives are, the better it is to human, the more we can human like badasses, like we all are capable of doing, but I don't think we've ever really been taught how to do it. So Empowering people to really understand their brains, right? And understand their their feelings, their emotions, and knowing that emotions are temporary feelings over which we can gain some agency and some control rather than being overwhelmed by these sensations and vibrations in our bodies, right? Because so many of these sensations and vibrations, these feelings can really dominate our lives and in a negative way. So with more of that heightened sense of self-awareness, which is so much a core part of the work I do, we can really approach ourselves with more curiosity and compassion and less judgment, less fear, less avoidance, less resistance, and more of, okay, if I'm the feeling, I'm sorry, if I'm the human feeling these emotions, but I am not these emotions, what are these emotions here to tell me? They're messengers, right? Our feelings are messengers and they're valuable information. They're valuable data, but they are not who we are. We are not sad. We are not depression. We are not these emotions. We are the humans experiencing them. And I think that's a tremendous shift. I know for me, it was a a real just eye-opener because I realized holy cow, I have so much identified with my feelings all my life. And the more now I understand those feelings are there for a reason. They're often also very much colored by the thoughts that I'm having, the stories I'm telling about any and all situations in my life. And understanding that I am not my my feelings, but that I'm very much driven by my feelings, that I pretty much do or don't do things based on how I am feeling. I can even give an example. This past week has been a really heavy feeling week for me. There's just been a lot on my plate. And I think my thoughts have been 
ruling me a little bit more than me managing my thoughts. And it's been this really interesting and very, I think, humbling experience of continuing to cultivate curiosity and compassion, even though I just kept wanting to go towards judgment and thinking, why, why is this so hard? Why am I struggling so much? Why am I feeling what I'm feeling? Why can't I get out from under this? But instead it was, let's be patient. Let's, let's just create more curiosity and trust and acceptance and keep moving through it and keep addressing it. And I think dancing with it, right? This is how I always think of, it's just kind of a dance, but it's not being ruled by it to the point where I'm not showing up each day. No, instead I am always going to show up, but learning that sometimes it's going to be heavier than other times and that it's okay. It too shall pass. And I can say in the last day or so, it has lightened. It's not gone, but it has lightened. And I trust that it will, it will pass through. And then it will come back again, I'm sure, another day, and we'll go for another dance and it'll all be good. But I share that with you guys because, again, the more I understand my brain, the more I understand that I am the arbiter of so much of what's going on in there based in the stories I'm telling, based in also how I'm taking care of myself, the more agency I feel and the more I experience in my life. And this, of course, I share with my clients because we have a whole lot more agency than I think we give credence. So today we're going to be talking about that and the healthy mind platter that Dr. Siegel developed. And it's really seven daily activities that make up a set of what he'd say mental nutrients that our brains and our relationships need to function at at their best. So by engaging every day in some fashion, large or small or, you know, middle of the middle of the road, in each of these mental and emotional servings, <laughs> so to speak, we have the ability to promote integration and stabilization in our lives and our beings. And we enable our brain to coordinate and balance its, its activities based on these seven mental nutrients being addressed each day in some way, shape, or form, like I said. So it's just this, this again, I'm going to, I guess, keep going back to the dance, but it really is this balance. It's this dance between all seven of these things. And some days we're going to probably be heavier and and more practiced and more focused on one or the other, but just notice where are we maybe not giving the, where are we not putting our time? Where are we not putting our energies? Where are we not acknowledging and noticing uh, what is needed? And then, you know, just getting back to more the middle, right? Getting back to more of the balance because we, I believe in this modern society of ours can be so imbalanced. And along with that imbalance, I think we can be so disconnected. So let's talk about these seven activities that he really believes are like essential nutrients. And I think it's good to know that I think there's a myriad of combinations that work, just like if you were thinking about it like a balanced diet, but it's learning what works for you 
and then staying true to that and doing it very well. So before I share these seven things with you, I want you guys to just consider mapping out for you on an average day in your life, right? In the world of you, get a feel for what amounts of time you might be spending in each of these essential mental activities and then assess where maybe can I be spending more time and maybe where can I be spending less time or maybe where am I not spending any time at all and want to weave that in a little bit more. So, all right. So here are the seven essential activities that as Dr. Siegel would say, help strengthen our internal and relational connections. And of course they nourish our mental and emotional well-being each and every day. And I don't think there's anything you can't love about that. Okay. So number one, The first of the healthy mind platter is focus time. And as he talks about, when we closely focus on tasks in a goal-oriented way, we take on challenges that make more deep connections in the brain. So I liken this to like learning calculus, which of course I think made my brain hurt when I was doing that. But It's that kind of idea of learning a, you know, a subject or learning a tool or learning or working towards a, you know, uh, for instance, training for a marathon or building a company or creating a, an online program. Of course, these are some of my more personal experiences, but the point is that when you have these goals, and you take on these challenges, it helps your brain make these deeper connections. And that's really good for our brain. So whatever it is, this number one, this focus time is a good one. Okay. So think about where are you spending your time on focus time? And maybe where could you do more of or less of that based on you? Okay. The next one is one that I'm not very practiced at, but I'm learning how to do it a little bit more because I know, and I'm understanding more and more the importance of it. And that is playtime. When we allow ourselves to be spontaneous and, or creative, maybe it's playfully enjoying novel experiences. Guess what? We make new connections in the brain. And there, there's a quote I recently heard, and it goes something like this, which I think pertains to this whole idea of playtime. And I kind of smiled when I heard the quote, and I continue to smile when I hear it and think about it. And that is, playing is such an important part of the healing process. Our spirit needs to frolic as we can return to innocence. So of course, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not very good at frolicking. (laughs) So I want to get and learn to be better at it. And I've been, something I've noticed is I'm laughing more easily. And thankfully I'm married to a very funny human and he makes me laugh on the regular. And when I'm not too heavy duty in my own head, I laugh even more freely. And I've just been noticing for whatever reason that I've just been much more, uh, light on my feet in that way. And I'm just much more able and willing to just let it rip. And it's been pretty wonderful and it feels amazing, right? So 
I want you guys to just think about what is playtime look for you, like for you. Okay. So what can you integrate into your self-care regimen that feels like play? Maybe for some of you, it's Frisbee golf on the quad. I was just talking to a client who's doing that today. He's getting a bunch of his friends together and they're going to get out on the quad, which sounds awesome, right? Or maybe it's a picnic in the woods or by the lake or a game of euchre with some friends, or maybe it's some watercolor or painting, something creative, right? Something different than work, okay? Because again, it touches and cultivates parts of our brain that help us grow our brain and not just grow our brain, but help it be healthy. And when it's healthy, our mental health and emotional health benefit, okay? So number three is one of my favorites as I think it's one of the most nourishing uh, for me and for many of my clients. And it happens to be connecting time. And that's when we connect with other people, ideally in person, right? Or it could be FaceTime, which I do on the regular, but it's, it's connecting, it's seeing, it's eye to eye with another human. And when we take time to appreciate our connection to, to another, right? Or even to the natural world around us. We activate and reinforce the brain's relational circuitry. So what does that mean? That means find the people, the places, the practices that help your growth and your healing and your transformation. Literally your ability to live and be your most true. That is connecting time, my friends. It's setting up meals with friends. It's a coffee date. It's a, a FaceTime, a run with a roommate, a trip, something along those lines. So find a tribe, maybe sing and move and breathe and dance, and then rinse and repeat. Okay? All right, the next one, number four, is physical time. So when we move our bodies, we strengthen the brain in many ways. And I often talk to my clients about getting movement each and every day because the benefits are enormous. Not just the, the benefits that I think many of us think of when we think of exercising or working out, right? For so many young people, it's about kind of trying to manipulate their bodies to look a certain way so that they're more desirable or palatable or all those things, right? But physical time is also, and I think more importantly, about movement and getting outside and breathing and connecting in a way that we can change our physiology. And when we change our physiology, you guys, we change our psychology. It, they, they are one in the same. And so the more we get exercise, the more we get movement, the more we shift how we're feeling in our bodies, right? That physiology, then the more we're able to shift how we feel. And also as, as it's known, we strengthen the brain. So again, there's not a whole lot you can't love about that, right? I know for me, I commit to 15 minutes, at least five days a week of movement of some kind of exercise. And it's my minimum baseline because basically I think of minimum baseline is something that's, it's a non-negotiable. I can do anything for 15 minutes, right? Regardless of how crazy my day is, and today is one of those, <laughs> and I still got 15 minutes in, and it felt really good after the fact. 
(laughs) Not so much during, but I think again, it's just knowing yourself, knowing you well enough to say, what's my minimum baseline? What can I commit to? And what do I stay true to? Even when my days are jam packed, which for many of you, that's true every day. So where can you fit that 15 minutes in? Okay. Or whatever that is for you guys. And it could be a run or an online class or yoga, or I have a client, he does push-ups and burpees throughout his day whenever he has a chance. It could be in the middle of studying, he takes a break, he breaks it down, he does 50 burpees and 25 push-ups. And that's his, you know, that's his way of getting in something that's physical and also kind of helps him feel better when he's studying and then he gets back to it. He gets his brain to focus. Okay. All right. And it's super invigorating and energizing. I mean, again, there's so much to love. (laughs) All right. This next one seems to be one of the harder ones for my clients to make time for, but it's essential. And it's called, Dr. Siegel says, it's called time in, which really is when we quietly reflect internally and we focus on sensations and images and feelings and thoughts what we do is we help to better integrate the brain again. So by getting quiet and drawing our awareness inward, right? This is this practice can be done if you even just do breathing work, right? Aligning with your breath. And for many of my clients, Dr. Wiles 478 breathing practice is something that many of them do on a regular basis. Because again, we know when we draw our awareness inward, We are helping to integrate our brain. We're helping to calm and soothe our nervous system. And an easy way to remind yourself to do these time-ins, I always just have my clients do these self-check-ins through the day, okay? And really the self-check-in is to just say, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What do you need right now? And it could be just addressing yourself in a, hey, I see you, I got you, you matter, we matter, right? I love you. How are you? Right? What do I need more of today? Maybe what do I need less of today? What do I need to let go of? What do I have control over? What can I let go of? Right? What am I, what can I be open to today or shed or build or strengthen or create or soften? Right? Any and all of these things, these are part of checking in with self and just seeing, getting a getting a, a, a pulse on what's going on inside. Okay. And then, you know, aligning with your breath, aligning with that internal part of you, your inner world, and then beginning again. Right? Okay. Number six is another hard one, I think, to cultivate since. I think we have so many distractions at our fingertips that really do kind of steal this one, this number six, this in number six is called downtime. And I think what steals our downtime often is our phones or our computers or whatever is going on. Right. But downtime is another essential ingredient in our days. And downtime is when we are non-focused without any specific goal. And then we can let our mind wander or simply relax. And what does that do? It helps the brain recharge. So for me, and I often tell my clients this, look up, right? Get outside, 
breathe, notice, look around. This is where we can tap into more of that well within by filling us up from the well outside of us, for instance, in terms of our, our you know, the, uh, the outdoors. That alone is so nourishing to our well-being, to our brains, to our, our physical and, phys- you know, our, our psychological beings, and it's always available to us. We can always walk out that door, you guys. There's no money needed, just some breathing space and a commitment to taking it in and making a point of soaking it in every day, even if it's just for five minutes, okay? All right, and finally, we're to number seven. This is, you know, just to round out the healthy mind platter and the final essential ingredient on a daily basis to promote more of your mental and emotional wellness is sleep time. (laughs) When we give the brain the rest it needs, you guys, we consolidate learning and recovery from really the experiences of the day, whatever the day held, right? And again, for many of you, Lots of depletion going on during the day, and the brain and the body needs to be replenished. Okay, you got to fill your tank back up. So I think of each of my clients who really need a certain amount of sleep at night to replenish. Now, I would say a few of them seem to secure exactly what they need, but I do have some who've really honed in and said, when I get, for instance, eight and a half hours, not just eight, but eight and a half hours, then I'm good to fly. I'm good to go. I can tackle my day. I stay well. I don't get sick as easily and I'm able to show up and I feel really pretty darn good. Okay. And for someone else that might be seven and a half hours, but again, learn what that is for you. Okay, and then honor that because I think the more we have awareness around these things and what is beneficial for our health and wellness, we can get creative and we can commit to things that really truly matter. So these seven activities, you guys, are ones that I hope each and every one of you can implement in your days, your daily lives for maybe five minutes or 20 minutes or two minutes, whatever it is that you can do that you know you need to do for your brain, for your emotional and mental health, you do. Okay. Because when we don't do those things, all bets are off. doesn't matter. All the other stuff doesn't even matter because the wheels come off. So remember, number one was focus time. Number two, play time. Number three, connecting time. Number four, physical time. Five, time in. Six, downtime, and seven, sleep time. All right, my friends, remember a balanced diet is the best diet because it's when we get the most nutrients in our bodies for them to function at their very best. It's when we go to the extremes or when we're depleted and we're not really addressing the the kind of the full bounty, right? That we miss some core and key nutrients. So enjoy this window into your mental wellness and getting creative and playing around with the different combinations to honor that marvelous brain and being of yours. You are so very worth it. All right, so cheers, my friends. I'm sending a dose of sunshine to each and every one of you. 
wherever you are in this incredible world of ours. And until next week, I send my love. Take care. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.